Hello and welcome to my show conversation with Priya. I'm your host Priya Mishra and today is my guest Sunil David. Sunil David has 27 years of experience in the IT and telecom industry and is the digital director for AT&T India and is based in Chennai. He is responsible for building the IoT strategy for the India and the ASEAN region and working with various internal stakeholders to ensure successful execution. Working on building a robust partnership ecosystem for AT&T in the entire IoT value chain, device platform application, you name it, and also working on a number of marketing initiatives to help enhance the AT&T brand in the IoT space. Sunil has actually recognized by the World Marketing Congress in November 2017 as one of the 50 most influential digital marketing leaders across India. So today, I would like to invite this wonderful man, Sunil David. Hi, Sunil. Thank you for joining in and welcome to my show, Conversation with Priya. Thank you, Priya, for inviting me for the show. Pleasure to be part of this. Thank you. And I I know, um, thank you. It's good to see you. Welcome back. And you actually passed through that COVID situation. You are a first-hand victim on it. But hopefully this going forward the journey will be fine for india and overall uh, country we can only pray and wish so what i'm so sorry to hear but yeah now i i'm so happy to see you here <laughs> thanks thanks priya nice to be back and uh, fortunately it was a very very mild symptom that i got so i recovered very quickly within a week great uh, so happy to be back again yeah Good, good. So what we are going to uh, ask you here, I know you have been um, contributing in a lot, um, you know, IoT platform for a long time. What would you say, how your journey started and how you achieve what you achieved today? In a so, yeah, this is a, uh, this will take a long time for me to answer, but I'll try to make it as short as possible because <laughs> I have to cover in two minutes my 27-year-old journey. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, so I started off my career way back in 1994 um, with a small company called Cygnus. And then I moved to the telecom sector actually in 1996 uh, when I joined a company which was, which was providing VSAT-based solutions, satellite-based communication solutions. Sure. Uh, and then in 2001 is when I joined AT&T. Um, uh, and uh, AT&T, as you know, is one of the world's largest telecom service providers. Yeah. Right. And uh, so I had two stints with AT&T from 2001 to 2015. I was the regional head of sales for part of the southern region. And AT&T predominantly sells only to the enterprise segment. They are not in the consumer segment in India. Yeah. Uh, yeah. AT&T provides um, telecom services to both enterprise and consumer only in the US. Mm -hmm. But outside of the US, it's completely enterprise focused. Mm -hmm. um, so 2015, um, around uh, December, I left uh, AT&T and I joined an Australian company called Telstra. Mm. I'm sure you'll know Telstra very well because it's an yeah, yeah. incumbent <laughs> operator. So I worked with them for about a little over a year as the head of sales for India. And then right. in 2017, March, uh, I had an opportunity to come back to AT&T to manage the IoT business. Um, they needed someone to manage for India and ASEAN region. So I played that role until uh, late last year. And then AT&T decided that uh, they wanted, um, you know, to focus on IoT only in US, and uh, hence uh, my, my role changed a bit. Uh, and for this year, even though I'm doing a little bit of my old role, which is to manage the IoT business, where we were trying to position our IoT capabilities to enterprise customers, 
right. trying to build our partner ecosystem because iot is all about an ecosystem we need mm. to have uh, you know the right partners in place no one provider can do it all you know everyone has to come together and provide solutions right and right. Um, so and then also on marketing initiatives because in this part of the world not many know that etng is iot so i have uh, spoken at a number of forums i've written articles on iot um, and then um, and then this year i took up this responsibility of managing a small team which is responsible to sell our entire suite of connectivity collaboration and cloud enablement services to our customers in the west and north region so that's my journey priya in a, you know um, in a wonderful journey so far and especially my iot experience i'm i'm going to share uh, you know during this conversation all my experience that i've learned over the last four and a half five years dealing with a lot of our customers working with startups um, working with partners and exa- interesting examples of use cases where we have seen iot being deployed yeah yeah and i i was really impressed with your articles and all which you have been your contribution is really amazing in this industry you know not many leaders from your background and the company from the technology company you will find the contribution you have done in this one so that impressed me a lot Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you for your contribution. I'm sure IoT industry has been very, you know, well valuing you in that, and that's where you are and why you are. IoT has been around for a long time, but it is only now we have started to see adoption pick up. Can you please, uh, you know, demystify that uh, IoT? What IoT is and what the various component of an IoT solution? Sure, Priya. So, so before I actually demystify what IoT is, um, as you said, it's been around for a long time. In fact, the yeah. first physical asset that was connected to the internet was way back in the 1980s, Priya. Mm-hmm. And you know what that was? That was a Coke vending machine that was connected to an I to the internet yes. almost 30 years back. So, yeah. you know, you can say that it's old wine and new bottle. But um, <laughs> there's been a significant uh, adoption of IoT over the last few years, and this is only going to increase yeah. for various reasons. yeah uh, and i'll come to that but uh, coming to the various components of an iot solution of what is iot uh, to put it very simply uh, you're trying to extract data from the physical world and yeah. the physical world as in anything which does not have compute and storage um, capabilities so it could be a physical asset like a machine it could be a car it could be consumer appliances at home any yeah. physical asset you're trying to extract data from that in terms of its attributes its location its condition yeah yeah once you extract data from the physical world you're trying to add context to that data and through the network you send it to a cloud platform which is yeah. hosted on the internet and you process that data mm-hmm. you analyze that data and at the end of the day you want to take decisions based on all the analysis that you have done of all that data right yeah. so it's just trying to connect the physical world to a cloud platform process data and get the you know the best uh, insights and based on which you take decisions and the whole objective of uh, implementing iot is to drive better business outcomes right so a company will yeah. implement iot yeah. only if they see a real value from that right it, mm-hmm. it could be to reduce your cost uh, improve your efficiencies improve revenues improve customer experience so that essentially is what iot is all about coming to the components very quickly uh, in the iot world you have uh, a physical device an iot device yeah, uh, yeah. that you need which has sensors in it there are different types of sensors you have a temperature sensor you have a, a accelerometer sensor you have a gas sensor a light sensor but depending upon the use case depending on the requirement you can choose the type of sensors uh, you have a network module because we need a network to connect 
uh, right? So you could use satellite, you could use cellular, you could use Wi-Fi, right? So you need to have the network module, you need to have compute and storage capabilities in the IoT device. You package the device, try to get the cost of the device as low as possible, connected to the physical asset. And from yeah. there, you're trying to get data. So the one component, very important component is the IoT hardware. You got to engineer that hardware so that the cost of that is really low. And then the next important component is the network. There are various types of networks that are possible through which you can send data. You could use cellular, you could use satellite, Wi-Fi. Uh, there are so many options. And then you need a platform, you know, uh, because all this data that you're getting from the physical world, you need to store it in a place where you can aggregate the data, you can analyze the data, make sense of the data. So you have a platform, uh, an yeah. IoT platform, which is basically like a middleware, which is hosted on the cloud mm -hmm. for all the data. Mm -hmm. You visualize it and then once you analyze the data you can then move all the data or orchestrate the data to your enterprise applications which could be on a cloud right so to put it very simply a platform with a middleware which will connect data from the physical world to your enterprise applications right so mm -hmm. um, so the components devices networks uh, your middleware and of course your uh, applications these are essentially all the various components of an iot solution apriya Right, in very detail and insight. Thank you so much. Thing is that many people are confused what actually IoT is. So I thought it is very required to at least initiate from there. Like many entrepreneurs are there, and these days data is everything. You know, yep. if you don't have the data, you don't know what actually consumer are expecting. You can't analyze the psychometrics. You can't analyze their behavior. You can't analyze their pain and gain ideas. You know, so there, it plays a big role. And IoT, I think, it's contributing a lot in that sense to reaching out to and building your opposition. And all all business owners should understand this aspect of it. I think. So I thought it was very important to bring that angle. So that brings to my next question. IoT has enabled different industries like manufacturing, retail, agriculture, etc. to achieve better business outcomes. Can you please share the economic impact of how IoT has helped these industries briefly? Uh, sure, Priya. So uh, I'll give you the example of manufacturing. So if you just look at the manufacturing industry, yeah. um, uh, you can, uh, you know, have use cases across various areas. So right. you can kind of club use cases into three different buckets. Mm -hmm. So one is what happens within the factory or within the shop floor where you have a lot of machines inside, you have robots inside, you have automated guided vehicles which carry parts inside the factory, you right. have people working inside the factory, right? So in a manufacturing environment, you need to have that seamless integration between people, process, and technology. Right. Second is the supply chain because any manufacturer deploy, uh, depends on you know a lot of raw material and parts so he needs all these parts or the raw materials coming into his factory at the right time mm -hmm. so that he can plan his production accordingly so he needs to track his supply chain very closely not just right. his main supplier but the supplier might have other suppliers as well right so the tire mm -hmm. one tire two tire three suppliers so to track that and then of course once the finished good is made uh, to send the product out to the warehouse or to the end customer or the dealer, right? So supply yeah. chain, a uh, very important uh, aspect where you need to completely use uh, technology to digitize supply chain. Yeah. Third is connected products because a lot of the manufacturers make uh, products. For example, it could be a connected car. Uh, it could be any industrial appliance. It could be consumer appliances. So now we started to see a lot of technology being fused into mm -hmm. these appliances. What was mm -hmm. essentially dumb appliances today 
are smart yeah. and connected appliances so that you can remotely monitor it mm. um, you know and uh, you can extract data from it and based yeah. on which you can actually improve customer experience but one area which i just wanted to point out with manufacturing itself there are enough and more number of use cases but one area where manufacturers really get to benefit is trying to do predictive maintenance of machines you know because they yeah. have all these machines in the shop floor their number of production lines yeah. if one machine fails then obviously it means you know uh, loss of revenue for them right and uh, and especially if it's unplanned downtime you know sometimes mm-hmm. they might plan a downtime to do yeah. some maintenance but sometimes yeah. there's unplanned downtime when the machine itself fails mm-hmm. and uh, because they didn't have enough information about how that machine is behaving in the real world uh, you know they encounter that situation right. so using iot now and combining with ai artificial intelligence you yeah. can actually monitor the machine you can have sensors attached to the machine which constantly you know monitors the health of that machine its temperature vibration how it's performing its efficiency all that stuff yeah. and once you constantly yeah. monitor the data you are able to get enough data so that you can actually predict when that machine might fail and yeah. when uh, you know you can actually predict uh, an outcome that okay based on what i'm seeing about that machine there is a possibility that maybe two months later it might fail because maybe there too much of vibration happening you know it could, it could be various reasons yeah. so uh, there was a study which showed that because of unplanned downtime manufacturers lose 50 billion dollars every year 50 billion dollars wow that's massive Mass- right yeah so yeah so if manufacturers are able to use iot for a simple use case like monitoring of the machines mm-hmm. and get to a stage where they can predict when those machines might fail or when the subsystems inside that machine might fail that will go a long way in reducing their cost and see the impact also right because if you are reducing uh, failures um that means that your machine is always operating efficiently at almost 100% which means better revenues uh, for the customer right so it has a yeah. direct bearing on revenues uh, yeah. yeah so and also it yeah. impacts the other industry who is relying on yes. on that so exactly yeah so so last year we seen a lot of manufacturers many of them who not in had started um, you know monitoring the machines they started to monitor the machines uh, we started to see a lot of adoption of uh, manufacturers use Uh, you know tech enabled solutions to monitor people coming to the factories because of the covid situation people were working from home but those roles which needed people to come to the op- to the floor to the shop floor right. so you could have uh, you know these thermal cameras or thermal guns which will measure right. the temperature you don't have to have a person to doing that so it, it you'll have it at strategic places that will measure the temperature coming of people coming in so yeah. that uh, you know only those whose temperature is normal would be allowed inside anyone whose temperature is more than normal would be isolated right so we started to see uh, you know solutions like that to you know to measure temperature of people uh, maintaining social distancing you want people uh, you know 6 feet apart right so today you have solutions where uh, you could have badges that are given to employees and someone which bluetooth enabled so someone is less than 6 feet away from someone it will vibrate so that tells you that hey you are very close to that person right so so there are all these solutions that are possible Yeah. and in the retail also we started to see a lot of adoption of uh, iot uh, especially in supply chain side because supply chain was very badly disrupted so they had to make sure that they have better visibility of the supply chain um, so retail was a you know healthcare used a lot of iot i'll come to that later but agriculture also uh, we, we, uh, last year in india agriculture was the only industry which grew compared to all the other industries and yeah. uh, this yeah. will probably see a lot more adoption of uh, iot in agriculture to improve the yield of crops uh, to make sure that you use the right right amount of water uh, because a lot of the crops are very water intensive mm. um, you need to use the right amount of fertilizers pesticides and eventually farmers should get the right 
you know price for their crop you know market access is required so again right. you can leverage the power of data for that so yeah. you know uh, enough and more number of use cases when it comes to use of iot in agriculture up right. here uh, yeah, I was talking recently someone and they are actually embracing very well IoT platform for agriculture industry and they are trying to help the rural uh, people and uh, including youth in it. So it was very interesting uh, case study I have, you know, discussed recently in another YouTube videos which is already posted very interesting angle coming in that and the growth ma market growth is actually uh, remarkably noticeable you know, how people have actually adopted the new technology and how people had reached out to the new growth, new heights. Um, and of course, it actually impact the whole economical zone and, you know, um, people's earning and everything from uh, retail to consumer, all level actually it is helping, you know, and especially with, with because of the data understanding. And as you mentioned, the people awareness of having the pre-planned scenarios, you know, and supply chain also less disruptive compared to the previous decades. Um, did you notice like people are actually um, more promising and they are able to capture that promise because they are able to achieve due to what IoT is offering. That brings to my another uh, angle I wanna ask, while enterprise and industry to under understand the positive impact IoT can have on their business, can we? Can you please share what are the challenges that enterprises encounters when it comes to IoT, you know, deployment? Yeah. So the problems are not related to technology, uh, Priya. It, it is more uh, related to issues around, you know, a kind of a leadership. You need to have the firstly, you need to have leaders who are digitally savvy uh, yeah. and who can understand the benefits of technology. Okay, because it all starts at the CXO level. Because you, you can only go on. Um, sell IoT and any of these digital transformation solutions to the top yeah. CXOs because you need a top-down approach there, right? Mm -hmm. uh, unless they are convinced, it will be very difficult for them to uh, get the other stakeholders uh, convinced about the benefits of uh, IoT. Right. So, so one is, uh, you know, you, uh, there could be uh, leaders who may not be savvy or who may not be inclined to implement digital. Um, you also have the issue of digital culture, you know, because it's just not enough for the CEO, CXOs to uh, yeah. you know, understand the benefits of digital. All other stakeholders within the organization should also understand the benefits. And everybody has to be aligned to the digital vision of the company. Once you have a digital vision, all stakeholders have to align. Uh, whether it's your CIO, whether it's somebody who's a plant head, somebody who's a supply chain head, all have to come together. And the user has to accept the technology because many times users don't accept a change. Change yeah. is always difficult for them. So yeah. they need to understand that by using digital uh, it's actually going to make their life better, right? So mm -hmm. all of them have to, so so that is another challenge that culture is uh, an issue. And there are mm -hmm. other challenges also, like for example, uh, they need a compelling ROI, you know, because uh, for them, at the end of the day, you know, it has to result in some positive business outcome, yeah. right? So, yeah. so unless they have a co compelling ROI, uh, you know, um, they are not willing to invest in that. Uh, sometimes it's very difficult for them to understand that, uh, you know, in an IoT world, it takes maybe 12 months or more to see that return on investment. And many mm. of them are not willing to wait for so long. Sometimes mm. it can even take two years. Yeah. So that's a, that's another challenge. People skills, they may not have people inside who have the right level of digital skills uh, you yeah. know, uh, to manage these uh, projects. That right. again, uh, could be a problem. And there's also another challenge, which I call pilot purgatory, which is mm. even though they are convinced of the technology, they might start with a small proof of concept or a pilot mm. just to see how it works. 
and once the pilot is successful then they can move to full scale production they remain in pilot for a very very long time you know sometimes one year and more so they call it pilot purgatory right so that that is another challenge you know so they just don't want to come out of the pilot mode because yeah. in iot the mantra is very simple priya you start small think big scale fast simple mantra right. you have the big picture in mind start very small take one use case see how the benefit is scale that project whatever savings that you get you start implementing in other use cases and then yeah. you really have to scale fast once you do that then you really can see the benefit of iot right right and and i mean that brings to you talked about that um, how talents are not ready for adopting the changes and use cases they want to create the pilot programs and it's been actually a common phenomena and and it has been discussed for a long time in in your enterprise world that you, every year you should have some talent pool and training you know concept right and majority of corporates or especially medium sized businesses are not ready to implement that aspect they know they need to do it but they are not creating it and that's why you must have seen the most of the the employees either they struggle themselves to pick up you know with the new adoption and new technology or they are out of business very soon right or if they are staying if the company is kind enough to keep you you know they it they struggle and the productivity is low low so there are a lot of other side effect happens just because people are not having a proper strategy for that training and preparing the pool for future right and sure. it, you must have seen this very common that most of the companies are not ex- adopting to the training process you know not right. making it mandatory preparing your resource to getting ready for future right and that's yeah. it it becomes yeah, an important uh, aspect of your success you know so when we yeah, do sure. during our corporate strategy when we discuss we always bring that aspect how are you been preparing your talent okay you mm. want to advance yourself you want to go to the next level you want to see a fast growth but who is going to support that fast growth yep team and you can keep yeah. looking for new employee they can be a human being that but they will not be your asset because our yeah. asset builds in time right it's like yeah. a gold and property it's not your car which actually depreciate it should not depreciate you know absolutely yeah people is their biggest asset you got to make sure that they are skilled and this whole learning culture you know because i think it's also a, the onus is upon the individual also to learn what is relevant and unlearn what is not relevant right and they need to be yeah. in the perpetual learning mode because the technology is changing at such a fast pace they have to keep up with that pace right so uh, while you might have the thrust from the management for people to skill up individuals also should realize that if they want to stay relevant they also should skill themselves constantly and yeah learn. and that is also another aspect of the talent pool that they are not ready most of the time i i run a survey recently you know on 2000 people and i asked them how much time you spend after office hour to building your skill set right mm. and you know what the answer was oh, i'm too busy i have kids i have family i have this i have that you know but they do, like hardly 3% people answered that they is invest good amount of time one hour two hours on their personal mm. growth or personal mm. development right mm. 3% right very less very less very yeah. less so yes there is a culture in the company has the lack but it is an individual's responsibility as you said right yeah and uh, it's it's a biggest challenge and 
that's why when people call that argument about that, you know, this AI is going to take my job. And I say, so do we were talking about in 90s, we were talking about computer is going to take our job. But we are still here. It's just that we upgraded ourselves. Right. All right. I think this whole paradigm is changing, Priya. That is, you know, for people to now work with with AI, with the machine, man and machine working together. Because see, any 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 job has a number of tasks, right? So what is happening today is some of these tasks which are mundane, which are repetitive, those can be automated. Yeah. Right. And anything which involves creativity, you know, uh, where you need really good design thinking, critical thinking. Those, those aspects become very, very important. So I think what is very important, whether you talk about an IT services company or a manufacturing organization where a man is working with a robot in the factory, this collaborative way of working with machine, that becomes very, very important going forward. That's the new paradigm now, Priya. Yeah, and people should be in more acceptance to that and they should be ready for that future, right? And uh, I always yeah. claim automation is something like this. If you, ha you have to do it ever again, it means you need a system. And if you need a system, try how much you can automate, right? Yeah, you must treat the system as your friend and not your foe. That's important. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the, the better system you will have, the employees, the resource pool, the people, all the stakeholders will be more comfortably working with you and adopting to your work culture. You know, it has sure. to be embedded in, we call it culturally conditioned situation, isn't it? So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. you have to create that culture. That brings to my you know, next question. What are the major impact of IoT in the healthcare industry and specifically how IoT is currently being used in the COVID-19 situation? I mean, I have to ask this question because this is our current scenario. <laughs> right, so, so one thing which has clearly happened is the wearable market uh, grew significantly, smart wearables. Mm -hmm. uh, like I, I myself wear a smart watch which constantly tracks my temperature, uh, my uh, heartbeat, blood pressure, et cetera, right? Yeah. So, so the wearable market picked up a lot and the smart wearables are nothing but, you know, sensors which are constantly checking your vitals and yeah. you can send this information to a platform where doctors can analyze and see uh, your vitals in real time. So the wearable market picked up big time. Telehealth increased significantly, Priya. Uh, mm -hmm. Telehealth because um, uh, people were not wanting to go to hospitals and meet doctors. So yeah. seen a significant yeah. adoption of telehealth, telemedicine because uh, you're using your phone itself uh, and doing a video call with the doctor and the and your phone itself is like an iot device right because you have multiple sensors in your phone you know you have a accelerometer you have a gyroscope you have a scan you have a uh, you know sensor which you know checks your fingerprint and authenticates you yeah uh, you have a gps inside right so your phone itself is an iot device so you're using tele your phone to consult uh, the video through uh, video um, then we also started to see, you know, robots being used in hospitals, you know, especially during the COVID situation. Yeah. Startups yeah. Make, came, came up with these robots because um, especially in hospitals which had severe cases of COVID, there might have been people may not wanting to interact very closely with those patients, but their robots were there which are IoT enabled, which mm. were able to serve food to them, dis spray disinfectant. Some of these robots had video screens so that the patient can make a call with the doctor. You know, that happened. Then ventilators, you know, all these ventilators which are used for people who have breathing challenges. Right. Uh, ventilators became IoT enabled. Mm. Um, so you can remotely monitor the performance of the ventilator. Um, you know, so that again was another use case. And today, Priya, the biggest uh, example which I would want to share is the whole use of IoT in the monitoring of vaccine. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. the vaccines today, especially the ones in India, which are Covishield and Covaxin, 
uh, they need to be maintained at a 2 to 8 degree centigrade. Yeah. If, you are, if it goes beyond the threshold, or if it is not within that range, the vaccine might lose its efficacy or its potency. Right. There are fact vaccines like Pfizer and Moderna, which has to be stored at minus 70 degrees. Oh. Uh, right. So, so you need to have sensors which are very sensitive to measure the temperature. Mm. And so today, right from a vaccine coming, being shipped uh, th through whatever means, it could be through the air or it could be through ship or even in road uh, within a country, uh, the, all these have to be in temperature controlled environments. And using IoT, you can constantly monitor that. Right. I mean, once it, once it reaches the airport, from the airport, it has to go to a distribution center, maybe to a public healthcare center. Uh, so you've got to monitor the whole supply chain, right? So you need to right. know exactly where the vehicle is, right? Again, IoT comes in there, uh, right? So this whole vaccine supply chain, IoT is playing a huge part, uh, uh, Priya. Yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah. healthcare definitely has, uh, you know, adopted IoT in a big way. Uh, yeah, especially, and it, uh, we can see year. huge growth in it, you know, and yeah. uh, and I'm, I'm see it's surprisingly it's a wonder, uh, you know, that we needed a pandemic to actually adopt that. <laughs> Uh, exactly. Yeah. I worked in IoT around 15, 14, 15 years ago, right? And um, it was very much into electronics uh, manufacturing side. But I'm, I'm just saying that IoT has been there for many, many years now, right? It's not new. Just like people are now started talking about like voice search, you have to be optimized for that. And I'm saying Siri has been there for 10 years, yeah. right? <laughs> so the uh, very few are actually early adopters. And I, what I noticed in entrepreneurial journey, it is very much important that you have to be adoptive to the new changes happening as fast as you can, as, you know, otherwise yeah. you might miss out many opportunity and you will be wondering seven years, 10 years down the line, what, why, what did I do and why didn't I adopt it at that time? You're gonna adopt sooner or later anyway, right? So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I think risk analysis is crucial to know if I'm not adopting, what's going to happen. Pros and cons has to be checked out. You know, it's it's very very crucial. I would like to ask you if people wants to come to this IoT platform or if they want to initiate their own uh, business, what is your recommendation to the people and? What is the recommendation for the people, uh, consumer aspects or uh, entrepreneurial aspects? So your question is, for an organization, if they want to embark on an IoT journey, how yes. do they start? Is that your question? Yes. Is that the question? Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So for, a, for an organization which wants to start uh, their IoT journey, I think the first important thing is to figure out what problem you're trying to solve. Right. Within the organization. Identify what the problem is. There could be a number of problems, but you need to prioritize which is the most significant business problem that you're trying to solve. Mm -hmm. Once mm -hmm. you understand what the problem is, you need to then figure out, uh, you know, um, with the budget, you need, you need to obviously have a budget for it. You need to figure out what technology, so because IoT is very fragmented, there are a number of players in the, yeah. in the, in the IoT space, uh, you know, device players, network providers and all that. So you need to make sure you choose the right partners to make sure that you implement that. But the mm -hmm. most important thing, Priya, is to come up with clear business metrics. Okay, I'm going to deploy IoT, but I must have a clear goal in mind, a clear business yeah. goal in mind. By deploying IoT, I want to reduce my maintenance spend by 20% or 30%, right? I want to improve yeah. efficiency by 30%. So you need yeah. to have clear KPIs, hmm. key performance indicators in mind when you start your IoT journey. Start with the business case, find out what the challenge is, key challenge, come up with the KPIs, that clear metrics, 
then you get the right partners to implement that solution. And of course, it has to be top-down, as I told you earlier, all of the stakeholders have to be involved, all have to be aligned towards the goal of achieving the objective. And then it's a it's a journey always, right? It's, a, it's yeah. never a destination, you know? So uh, you need to be on that journey constantly, make sure that you come up with new use cases where you believe that IoT can solve those problems, right? So, so I think uh, uh, in a nutshell, Priya, uh, you know, you, you first start with the business case, find out what the challenge is, and then you implement yeah. IoT. Because many of them you think that, yeah, because see, there are companies who might go into a conference, somebody will tell them that, hey, I've implemented IoT. That guy says, oh, okay, I'll also implement IoT in my company. <laughs> but you really need to have <laughs> a real solid business case, you know, because there is investment involved. You know, there are shareholders that you're answerable to, to find out how you are spending your capital, right? So you got to obviously ensure that you spend the amount you uh, appropriately. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, unless you know, you can't strategize it and there is more possibility to fail than succeed in that case if you're doing the random and it, it happens a lot of time. People play, play, actually I have noticed that people actually blame to the technology or something they adopted without a strategy and they fail and they say, oh, it doesn't work, you know? But, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It, it is more often you will be listening. It doesn't work, and I'm saying, do you know why? You know, the answer is very few people. Like you will be aware, like they will be able to give you right. So mm -hmm. that is bringing to my last question: How AT and T can help people um, on the retail level? Um, and uh, do you help on the retail level, or just you help on the enterprise level in the? Or, and I know it is you are helping on enterprise level in India, but what about the other part of the world? So we are not uh, focused much on the consumers. So US is our focus for IoT enterprise. A lot of big enterprises are using AT&T um, IoT solutions, and uh, the, the one of our biggest uh, um, uh, you know strengths is in providing connected car solutions. Mm -hmm. uh, so more than 43 million connected cars are using AT&T uh, global sim for connectivity. So more than 30. Auto OEMs use AT&T's connected car solution, which includes yeah. the global SIM. Uh, so, uh, so while the automobile segment is a big focus for us, and that gives us a lot of revenues, uh, on the consumer side, our focus is not much. Mm. Um, but um, on the consumer side, if you look at most of the world, uh, there are enough and more use cases, Priya, where consumers can look at adopting IoT in some way, right? For simple things like uh, an air conditioner at home, uh, you know, today you have, uh, you know, players who can make those air conditioners smart and connected because air conditioners consume a lot of power. Yeah. Um, and you can actually use IoT devices uh, that can be integrated with the electronics or the AC to monitor its energy consumption so that you don't spend too much of, uh, uh, you know, energy usage, mm -hmm. right? So, yeah. so, so you can actually monitor that uh, remotely, um, you know, you, in case you have a situation where, um, um, I mean, uh, Typical issues when you have a when, when you have a problem with the air conditioner, you call your uh, manufacturer, and sometimes it takes two days, three days, sometimes more to come and fix that problem for you, right? But yeah. what if you have a device that is plugged into the AC and the manufacturer is constantly monitoring the health, mm. and even before you know that there's a problem, if the manufacturer calls and tells you that hey, I see that there could be a potential problem with your air conditioner, I'm going to send a technician to fix it before it actually goes wrong. Yeah. It takes customer experience to a new level, right? So it's all proactively, proactively trying to solve it, right? So right. I just give the example of an air conditioner, which can be smart and connected. Yeah. But there are other appliances also that you can yeah. use. You can use a dishwasher, which is connected. There are, I know of an Indian company called Hindware, which is making kitchen chimney smart and connected, water purifier smart and connected, IoT enabled, water yeah. coolers, which are smart and connected. 
right? Your lighting regulation of the intensity of light that can be IoT enabled. Yeah, that's choose the colors, intensity, all that stuff, right? So, so from a consumer standpoint, yes, uh, adoption in India is very very less. Um, uh, so, uh, hopefully, it should pick up uh, over time, uh, Priya. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I just wanted to, in this context, tell you that uh, Global Data, you know, it's a research and consulting firm. They yeah. did a study. They said that the total spend last year on IoT was about uh, 2020 was about 622 billion dollars. Wow. Of that, okay. enterprise spend was 76 percent, and consumer spend was 24 percent. So, consumer adoption is still very, very low. Yes. And the prediction is that. Uh, in terms of value, that will definitely grow, grow in the future. Mm. So, um, you know, we'll probably see a lot more adoption from a consumer standpoint going forward. Yeah. Right. And I, I'm pretty sure we can see the scope is there. We can see requirement is already there. It's just that people has to act on it. You know, the, the technology is there. They must see the value. They must see yeah. the value of implementing it because it comes at a cost, right? Because the moment you IoT enabled an appliance, there's an extra cost that a consumer is going to pay. Yeah. And unless the consumer sees that value, okay, by paying that extra cost, I'm going to get this value, they're not going to spend that money, right? So yeah. So, is on the service provider so who's selling the solution to sell them that value, saying that yeah. this is the value that you're going to get. And it obviously yeah. means that, yeah. Yeah. And also, it is also very important that if you're not adopting to the change is happening, there are many companies who lost, you know, they were very, they were actually leaders in their industry. And they lost it because they did not adopt it to the modern change, you know? Absolutely, yep. You can't avoid it. You have to adopt sooner or later. It's just a matter of how you are educating your consumer and how soon you are adopting to stay in the market. And stay is still relevant, you know? That's, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's a cat, 80-20, you know, if you're not adopting, you're going to lose anyway, sooner or later, that market, you know? Um, yeah. You know, and Martin, Martin scenario, Kodak scenario, you know, you, oh, yeah. you have plenty of case studies like that. Yeah. yeah, the average lifespan of companies in the S&P has come down. Earlier it was for 50, 60 years. Right. The lifespan of those companies have come down, uh, you know, by what? It's come to like 15, 20 years now, right? Because and the one reason being that uh, they haven't adopted technology and not adopted to the change. Yeah. So many examples, Blockbuster, Toys R Us, so many of these examples in the US where companies just could not adapt to the change. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's very relevant to look into those angles as well. Thank you so much. I know AT&T doesn't need any, you know, name and fame. The people, it's like everybody knows who, even people are not using it. They know it, the company name. But still, if somebody wants to reach you out, well, how can they reach you out? So I'm active on social media. I'm um, uh, very active on LinkedIn, especially. So they can always connect with me on LinkedIn. I do tweet occasionally, so they can also connect with me on Twitter. But if yeah. anyone wants to reach out to me one-to-one, -one, um, you can always share my email ID with anyone who comes and connect with you, Apriya. So more than happy to reach out to people and uh, you know share uh, any of my learnings or experiences with them. Thank you so much. And uh, please, if you haven't liked, subscribe and commented, please do that. Start following us. There are many stories we are bringing like this. And all the details of Sunil David will be uh, actually given in the description. So you can reach out. You don't have to wonder and find out. If you want to reach out to us, the corporality details are already there. Reach out to us and we will be happily connecting you with the Sunil. Thank you so much for joining in today, audience. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Priya, for inviting me. Pleasure being part of the show. Thank you. 
Thank you so much for watching this video. If you liked it, and like, comment, and subscribe if you haven't already done it. To know more about us, visit www.corporality.global. And also, you can find more about Priya Mishra is on priya.sydney.